why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations with the Millers are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. I feel like Matt should have been here for this ad read since this weekend he was like in a trailer camping. It was the big RV reveal for him this week. I think he should have driven the thing to Cleveland, but whatever. That's just was, was that an RV or was that like a teardrop or... Whew. I you know think which kind that's it is? a toy hauler. Okay. I don't know. A toy hauler? Isn't that like a, uh, we should ask our friends in Mid-America. I put race cars in there. <laughs> so <there's laughs> that's a really big toy. Um, yeah, but I saw that Matt was camping this weekend and then now he is obviously not here with us today because he is traveling to go cover the draft for his other job, as he likes to call it. Um, but Does hopefully- he have another job? I didn't know that. He yeah, I've actually, I, he never mentions <laughs> it. You're right. He never mentions how much he is doing. He really doesn't. That's just how he is. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so humble, that one. So humble. Uh, well, we do know that his arms and legs are perfectly shaved because <laughs> he uses Manscaped. And if you want to use Manscaped, you can use Two Guys 20 to get 20% off on us. You're welcome. Apparently, yep. The cologne smells like sawdust, which is Matt and Mello's favorite smell. Which is a good, good smell. And it's also like the best thing about the Manscaped trimmer is that it's waterproof and you can take that thing in the shower. I won't make any inappropriate jokes. I feel bad when I do that and it's just the two of us. Like, I <laughs> probably just keep those to myself. But. That's okay. I, I appreciate it, but you, you can make any joke you want here. This is a safe There is space. a lady presence. There's a la- Thank back. you. I am a lady. Um, it's actually two guys. A lady and a podcast. Um, <laughs> we're in kind of a weird mood today. It's fine. Matt's not here. Dad's not here to tell us to get off his lawn. Um, start by going off topic. Yeah. I've been having this weird reoccurring dream for months where I'm in a house and I'm looking for like these hidden rooms. I, I can't explain it because it's a dream and they're all fucking weird. But I'm in this house and I know that there's like these really cool hidden rooms. So I've been having this reoccurring dream for months. And I can't find the rooms. And then this weekend on Saturday night, going into Sunday morning, I had a dream and I found all the cool rooms. It what nothing rooms, has ever though? changed my day like that. I don't even remember what was in the rooms. You just remember the feeling of like, hey, I have that's the worst yep. when you like don't even know the details of it. You're like, I just remember the the feeling it gave There's me. It was really cool. It was like a bedroom. It is uh they had all kinds of cool stuff in there, which I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> but nothing has ever changed my mood like immediately. I've never just woken up and been like, that was a fucking cool dream. Yes. I'm incredibly satisfied with that. But it happened to me this weekend. And it's carried over into my Monday morning. It's carried over into draft week. So I'm even ready to deal with like 49ers Twitter. It's like, I'm ready to forgive and forget. We can move on. I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to forgive and forget. Because again, <laughs> today, we have another rumor. I mean, I'm sorry. I know we discussed that we were not going to talk about this. But there's another rumor out there that Shanahan wants Mac everybody else is team Trey Lance, including myself, but Same. It, I just, I, I don't, I, at this point, like, I just have to say, I almost like don't even care because that sounds bad. Cause that's a lie. You guys know, I care. I'm going to lose yeah. it whenever we decide. Yeah. 
because I, I love them. But I also like, I think I've just become like, these decisions have, these decisions are made for a reason. Like if we take Mac Jones, there's a reason for that. I'm going to go with it and be okay with it. And I think that's part of why, like, I struggled so hard when everyone was shitting all over Jimmy Garoppolo, because it was like, guys, this is what we're, this is what we have. Stop complaining. And let's just try and figure it out. Like, let's do the most with what we have. Like, let's not be so negative. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, cause I have never, I haven't always been like that. I've been pretty critical of like teams and the decisions they've made. But at this point, I'm like, if Shannon wants Mac Jones, give him Mac Jones. I don't care. Like, I, I don't right. think he's going to be the next Tom Brady. I don't think that's going to happen, but like, okay. If Shanahan wants him and can thinks he, he can do great things and win a Super Bowl with him. Fine. It doesn't actually have to be about the individual player either. It could be about how, what he brings to the team, the things he's, the pieces he's playing with. Like, I don't know. At this point, I'm just like, I don't care. I can't wait for it to be over and done and picked because I just yeah. cannot stand it. And one last note, I did tweet this yesterday. Um, at baby showers. I don't know how many baby showers you've been to, but there's a game like, where like everyone three. gets like a pin or something and it has like a little mm-hmm. diaper on it or something. And you like, can't say baby during the shower. And so everyone like will try and trick people into saying it. And I tweeted yesterday. I was like, please can we play this game, but on Twitter and you can't say 49ers and QB in the same tweet because I just cannot, I can't do it anymore. Like, I don't care. Like, let's just, yeah. unless you're saying like you tweeted that. And then all the rumors came out. <laughs> right and you know i should like rumors but like this has been talked about for a long time even the trey lance stuff that you know that shanahan wants mac jones but people in the front office are kind of trying to you know make him go towards trey lance and i I feel like maybe that hasn't been out there but we've known it yeah for weeks i mean since this trade pretty much went down i I think that news came out afterwards so it's kind of weird that this is resurfacing uh, I don't know. I, it's weird how this information gets out, but I do feel like this has been the case the entire time. But yeah. now it's resurfacing draft week. Gotta love and, it. Yeah. And everyone sort of made it about the fact that they didn't want Justin Fields. I just think that that's been like the case for a while. Like, I feel like it has mm-hmm. been like, I mean, we talked about it on this podcast. Like it has been, if it's not Mac, it'll be Trey Lance but they're pretty sure it's going to be Mac. Like that's basically what the rumor has been this whole time. And I don't think it's like a knock on Justin Fields. And like, I don't think we're ever going to regret not taking Justin Fields unless we take Mac Jones. Um, I think we, I don't think we will regret taking Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Let me just say that because I think a lot of people are like, I can't believe we're not getting Justin Fields. It's like, guys, that wasn't even in the, the wheelhouse of what we were doing to start with. So I don't know why you even got that idea in the first place, but again, I love how we said we weren't going to talk about this. And we probably just spent five minutes. <laughs> literally texted. It was like, I'm we, not talking about pick number three. Let me just, let me, <laughs> yeah, let me just set the scene. So there's an alert that goes out that says something about this pick. We get some new news on it. And he texts me and he's like, I really don't want to talk about the number three pick. And I said, I don't at all. And then the handshake emoji. Oh. And that was that. And then here we are. We can't help ourselves. That's the problem. We're oh. just as bad. Like we hate on like people on Twitter, but like, we're just as bad. We've been poking fun at this all, like oh, yeah. all the rumors and everything we've been making the most of it, but um, in non NFL draft news, we're going to get to the, by the way, this show is extremely draft heavy. We're going superlatives. Yes. We're going prop bets. We're taking questions. We're doing all the things we're doing probably the most draft heavy besides like a mock draft without matt which is the best <laughs> i think it's kind of funny um but it's not the best we miss you matt he's probably not listening at this point he's probably tired um but in non-nfl draft news baseball i love that you want to talk about this 
It makes me baseball happy. Baseball things are baseball happening. Things uh, are the happening. Padres and the Dodgers going off at each other this weekend. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And Fernando Tatis and the way that he's playing, I, I think he's living up to the hype. He's living up to the money. It hit who uh, like five home runs in, in this series. I think yeah. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was absolutely crazy. And then does a little celebration as he's rounding first. It closes his one eye because Trevor Bauer allegedly was pitching with one eye closed to the Padres in spring training. So Tatis closes one eye, does a little dance around third. He pimps a home run. And then after the game, Trevor Bauer was asked about it in an interview. And it's like, okay, here we go. What is Trevor Bauer going to say about this? And he's like, yeah, I I do want to point this out. I do think we need to talk about it. I love it. And I love that from Trevor Bauer to be able to be like, you know what? If I strike a guy out, I'm going to yell. I'm going to do all my celebrations. And if he hits a home run and a big at bat, go celebrate it. We do need more of that in Major League Baseball. And I think we need more pitchers that are coming out and are on board with it. Pitchers have been celebrating big strikeouts for years. And for some reason, we hate when hitters do it. But if a pitcher does it and, you know, sprints off the field, uh, does the flex, everything, it's okay. But when a hitter does a bat bat flip, oh, my God, look out. Baseball purists come out of nowhere and talk (laughs) about it. But I did love this from Trevor Bauer. It's not often you see a pitcher give up that many home runs or give up two home runs to a guy and say that, yeah, it's fine if he celebrates on me. He got the best of me. I'm not going to come out and throw at him or the Dodgers aren't going to come out and throw at him next at bat. So that was really cool for me. Yeah. No, I think too, like pitchers have the, have been using the excuse, I guess I should say of like the juice ball thing where they're like, Oh, that's why we're doing it. So it's not the same, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't that's like, it's the nature of the game. Deal with what you have to deal with in terms of like, Hey, if the balls are juice and there's more home runs and it's making baseball fun, fine. If it's harder for pitchers, I get it. It's their jobs. I totally understand. But again, I agree that like, it's awesome to see a guy be like, Hey, I, I talk my shit and I do my thing. And like, if they want to do it, they can do it too. That's their right. If they like prove themselves on the field that way, then fine. You know, I think more people yep. need to, to be like that. Make baseball fun again. I love baseball so much. Yeah. It is. And Ooh, after, God. and after draft season, we are going to be talking a lot of baseball on the show because that's literally all I'm going to do. is just like watch baseball yeah. and go to there baseball a games. Lot, a lot of people worried you were going to jinx the A's. And they also tried to, bl- I, you know, we need to get this out in the open here. They were trying to blame me because I didn't tweet on Sunday. I've been trying to be really good and be off my phone at least like one, not off my phone, but you know what I mean? Like off social media and like reading through stuff. And I chose like this Sunday to just kind of like be not on social media as much. And I, it just, I'm getting tweets about the fact that I like didn't reverse jinx us. Cause I hadn't tweeted yet. I had, I, I think that's not fair. I think everyone just wants me to be the reason that we're jinxed or like losing, but like we had to lose one and it was also atrocious. So I think we're fine. Also winning like 13 games. Yeah. Um, 13. Um, but also I like don't want us to win that many games in a row. Cause that doesn't necessarily lead to a world series. Like you gotta lose some, I think we know that from experience that everyone with those records like has not won a world series. So like, maybe we just like, I don't know, chill out on that. Um, Save some of those for September, October. Right. Right. Like a hot streak when it matters, not because nobody gives a shit. If you lose last game of the season, name that movie. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know that movie. Moneyball. He literally says nobody gives a shit. Of course you love that movie. <laughs> it's not that I love. First of all, Brad Pitt was phenomenal. Well, let's not get into that. Okay. Anyway, draft superlatives, Mello. 
I tried yeah, okay, a lot of them. Yeah. You, okay. You filled this out first and I tried to do some that were different, but there was one specific one that I was not going to pick a different selection. And I think, you know, which one it is. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see more Najee Harrison here from you. Honestly, <laughs> besides like the bust, I should have just put Najee Harris, like best QB outside of the top five, probably Najee Harris. So yeah, he can do it. <laughs> put him back there. Wildcat right. offense. He can exactly. <laughs> so starting with the most fun player, to play Madden with. And I think this one has to be one of the athletic quarterbacks in Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Watching both those guys run around like they have at Ohio State or North Dakota State, I think they'd be a ton of fun. And for me on Madden, I'm not a big gamer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send all my receivers deep and I'm running with the quarterback. That, that's pretty much all I do. I'll get my ass kicked by anybody listening to this podcast because I'm terrible, uh, but that would be fun to do. Just running around with a quarterback. It's more like the college game, and that's what I love. I love the college game. So running with the quarterbacks, I don't care which one I get, Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think they're both going to be electric. So this goes to show you how um, like little of a gamer I am. I thought of this as like, what player would you use play Madden with as in like who you want to play with, not like who you want to play with in the game, like literally sitting next to you playing like with them. You're playing online, yeah. <laughs> I, it doesn't change your answer. It doesn't. Right? I, Najee Harris is my answer in, in the game, outside of the game. One, just because I, he's ridiculous. And also he's been catching the ball since he was in the fetus position, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, I will never forget that quote as long as I live. Um it's one of my favorites, which is so funny because when I tweeted it, people were like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, that's the point. Right. Okay. He just makes Shaq it his used words. to have a quote. I think it was Shaq. And he was talking about how you can use his right or left hand. And he was like, I'm amphibious. Yeah. So we used to always quote that and say it and like pick right. up games and stuff like that. Like, I'm amphibious. And people would look at us like we were some of the dumbest people <laughs> on the earth. Like it's, like, no, it's, it's kind of like an inside joke, like, I, I guess. But, you know, yeah. Shaq said it. It's, it's funny. We're not... <laughs> Not being serious here. Just to clarify, I know that the fetus position is not a position, just to clarify. But I I would choose Najee Harris in the game and outside of the game. Outside of the game, mostly because you've met him. He's probably one of the funniest people to just be around. Like, he can make fun yeah. of you and poke fun at you so easily. But he, like, is the, the nicest guy in the world. So I would go Najee Harris for that one. And then also, most likely to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go first because I picked Najee Harris again. So I, I swear I did not pick him this the rest of the list. I thought about it. <laughs> That's it. She got them both out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Najee, I think he's going to be the future Hall of Famer. And from this, and I think someone tweeted about this before and was like, if you had to pick someone that's not Najee, mm-hmm. I think not Najee, not Kyle Pitts, or maybe Trevor Lawrence. It was one other person. Who would you choose? And it that is a real stumper. I got to tell you, because everyone's picking Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and that's who I went with was the Kyle Pitts. Uh, If I had to choose somebody that's maybe not like one of those sexy picks that you just rattled off, I still really love Penny Sewell. And I think he's going to play in the league for a very long time. But uh, my pick for this one is Kyle Pitts. I know that I've been low on him, but I still think that he can come in and be great. And if I'm like betting on this, Kyle Pitts has a little bit easier of a route because he's going to be listed as a tight end. And I think when you look at some of those tight end numbers, they're going to be more obtainable with as much as teams are starting to throw to their tight end, how they're using 
their tight end. I, they're going to be able to put up receiver numbers, but be listed as a tight end. So I do think that's some of the buzz around Kyle Pitts being the Hall of Famer. And obviously he, he's a great player. He, he did great things at Florida. So I think that that's an easy one to just kind of piggyback off of. Other people have said it. It's not like this is my big hot take opinion, but yeah. I do think that his ability to play tight end and receiver, but he's going to go into the Hall of Fame as a tight end, putting up receiver numbers. Yeah. Someone say he's the LeBron James of tight end prospects. Um, I've heard someone say that. They forget which scout. We'll figure it out. Um, most um, likely to bust. Okay, we have the same answer for this, so we're going to say it at the same time. Are you ready? One. Yep. Yeah. Are you counting down? Yes. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> three. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hate to that. like shit on this waited. kid. I hate to shit on this kid too, but the expect I, this is the sole reason this is my answer is because of the expectation that's been put on him at this point. Mm-hmm. He skyrocketed yeah. off draft up draft boards, like skyrocketed almost to the point where it's like, oh, I feel bad, and the situation he's going to. That's the other mm-hmm. part of it. Not to say that I want to hate on a new coach, but that certain organization. Right. I just I. It just seems like the most likely option. I mean, we've seen it often with New York and with or with the Jets. Yeah, and them taking quarterbacks high. If you know it was Mark Sanchez or Sam Darnold, Darnold. we've just seen people come through there and not be able to handle it. And I think that is maybe an organizational thing. And then the boom versus bust hype with him. I, I think it is going to be all or nothing. And if I do have to pick somebody in this class that's going to be a bust. Probably going to take the guy being drafted by the Jets at number yeah. two. Yeah, I know that Robert Sala was a great defensive coordinator. That doesn't mean he's going to be a great head coach. I don't know that their offensive coordinator is going to be great. Mm-hmm. It sounds like those guys are going to be really good, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I remember when Adam Gase got the job, even with the Jets, when he got that job. And before he did his weird eye introduction, uh, a lot of people were very excited about what he could do. And then guess what? Sucked. Or, you know, yeah, Hugh Jackson, <laughs> when he was with the Browns, like people were excited about that. Guess what? They sucked. Some of these guys will. And with these quarterbacks, some of them will bust. I think the majority of them will bust. God. Even with five of them, I think we could see three of them be bust. Yep. This poor, I, and I said this before, I feel really bad for this quarterback class because the expectation on them and just the pressure is so, so high. Like, like it, for, I think because so many people have so many hot takes on them. So like, even if it's Trey Lance is, it doesn't pan out. People are going to be like, well, we told you we went to small school. We didn't see enough. He only played right. this. He sat out. We should have listened to what, or we should have paid attention to what we saw in that one game that he played in 2020. Like, and then if Justin Fields doesn't pan out, it's like, see, we told you good thing. We passed. He like slipped on draft yep. boards. It's like, that's so, I can't imagine people doing that around like the things that I do in my life. They're like, well, <laughs> Paige went on another date and it didn't work out again. Great. Let's tweet about it. She will. Saw this one coming. Yeah, we could have told her that. No, exactly. That's like when you tell your friends stuff about a guy and they're like, all right, we're just going to let her figure it out on her own. And then you're like, oh my God, he sucks. And they're like, yeah, we sort of knew that. Like we told you. Like, you know what I mean? Oh man. Remember? And then you refer back to your scouting report on him. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh, on March 22nd, you did tell me he sucked. Sorry. I didn't listen to you, Katie. That's my fault. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, sounds real uh, <laughs> no oddly specific there <laughs> so um we've talked a lot about quarterbacks but let's talk about the ones that are not in the top five best 
quarterback that's going to be drafted out of the the top five of the QB class. Yeah, I feel like there's a, a big consensus on who those top five guys are, no matter what the order is. You know, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. They're, they're the top five. But Did I you think panic that, that you're going to forget one of them just now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was my number two quarterback. Uh, but I do think the outside of those guys, uh, I like Kellen Mond. And I remember going into the senior bowl saying, like, I think this guy could be a second round quarterback. And he finally got there. It took until like April. So I haven't brought it up, but uh, I was calling it pretty early that I thought he could be a really good quarterback. And now there's a lot of buzz about maybe a sixth quarterback slipping into the first round. But I, I think that he's got a lot of tools that could be used in today's NFL. He's pretty mobile. He's got a pretty good arm. I think that he could use some developing because obviously everything at AM sucks. So once he gets to the NFL, maybe he'll get a little more help. Yeah, he that's true, because my big knock on him is I just don't think the accuracy is there after watching Mm -hmm. him play at Texas A&M and also at the senior bowl. That would be my concern. But I guess like when you're playing with NFL guys like they make it work. Um, I chose Kyle Trask here, which is kind of funny uh, because I I didn't anticipate picking Kyle Trask, uh, Matt Miller's guy. But um, (laughs) I do think he's going to make I think he like is a good, solid backup quarterback. Like he's pretty reliable. You know what I mean? And he's played with really great guys. So I don't know if that changed how he looked in terms of stuff, but I, I, I'm going to go Kyle Trask on this one and not hate on Florida so much. I debated putting Sam Ellinger here, but I I put Sam Ellinger. I put Uh, Sam Ellinger first. I totally (laughs) did. I knew it would come off as biased or like Homer if I did it, but I think that he's going to be a very good career backup quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Don't think he's going to be a high draft pick. But I think he's a really good locker room guy who's going to come in and maybe even do some of those Taysom Hill style packages and play in the league for a really long time. Like look at Colt McCoy. Yeah. He or Sam Bradford and Tebow and all those guys. Sam Ellinger is incredibly smart. He is going to be able to move into whatever offense and do whatever they need to be there as whether, whether Mm -hmm. it's a backup quarterback or just being in that room, like He's going to make yeah. it better. Whatever QB room he is in, he's going to make that that room better. So I did have Sam Ellinger in there and was like, nah, I'm going to go with Kyle Trask just because I think that's a more realistic pick because yeah. um, I don't think everybody is high on Sam Ellinger. But I do agree that if we're looking at QBs, like I think Sam will have a, probably the longest career out of all of them, to be honest. Yep, I agree. I'm glad we agree. I'm glad I can help you with that homerness because I'm super not Thanks. a Texas homer. So sometimes <laughs> I'm trying to be either. nice about it. <laughs> yeah yeah you're like look over my shoulder all right best defender in this class i sneeze Uh-oh. uh i fought a sneeze earlier actually uh best defender for me i'm going with michael parsons i really like who you have picked too but i think michael parsons is so versatile in what he can do with this draft so no matter where he goes somebody will find a way to play him whether it's as like an outside linebacker rusher whether it's a middle linebacker the dude just does it all and he has fallen a little bit in the draft obviously when you have four or five quarterbacks going top 10, that's going to happen to a linebacker. But I do think that he's really special. And I think that even in a couple of years, we could look back and say like, man, how did Micah Parsons fall in the draft? Uh, I, I was doing it last week on radio. We were looking at one of the previous drafts and it was Aaron Donald and uh, Khalil Mack in the same draft that fell down the board a little bit. And you look back and you're like, how the hell did that happen? Happened. I think the same thing could be Micah Parsons this year. Yeah, I don't think so. I picked Patrick Sertan. I obviously don't think he's falling down draft boards or anything like that. 
but um and he was the pick that i wanted the niners to make before they traded up to get a quarterback of the future that is mac jones i guess um <laughs> i had to just throw that out there i have to like say Sorry. it so that the more i say it the more it's just gonna be like okay it's not a shock it's not a shock um but i went yeah. with patrick sertan i think one you got to go alabama bloodline and also just the fact that he i mean he's i think he's the best at the, this position in this draft class um so that that was who i was rolling with the tide yeah. i go I like roll. sertan more than parsons like i'm rooting for him i have yeah since the kid was a freshman it, it's sounding like he's going to be the first one off the board from the defensive side to yeah. probably dallas which would be crazy um all right most likely to be rookie of the year we picked the same person for rookie of the year do you want to do a countdown yeah. or are you just I don't gonna know if you want to do the same time again but i Go ahead and tell us who we chose. You say it. No, you say it. no, you hang. <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> exactly. I think that's the easy one. Uh, playing quarterback, it, they usually get like a couple extra votes just because the position that they play. Trevor Lawrence is the big name guy. I think he's going to be the sixteen game, seventeen game starter now. So uh, I think that he would have to be pretty bad to lose this award. Actually, I, I think that he could come in and probably break that Justin Herbert passing record for touchdowns, uh, but maybe also throw a lot of interceptions. But either way, I think he's going to win the award. Yeah, I was surprised that I decided to choose this because he did also like he was a Heisman favorite often and never won. Um, But I think just based on like because I think for rookie of the year, it's more based on like the actual player instead of like the team's success, which I think played into like a Joe Burrow winning it and things like that and kind of sort of stealing his thunder on that end. But yeah, that is, I went with Trevor Lawrence too. I think it's just the obvious choice. Go with the favorite. All right. Our last. It's safe. Trevor Lawrence is safe. He is safe in in many ways. Um, (laughs) Our last superlative is best pro drafted in rounds three through five. So who do you think is going to be? I'm going with, uh, I think, I think a little bit of a sleeper in center Josh Myers from Ohio State. I really like the centers in this class. And, I, you know, we label them as like interior linemen because maybe they play a little bit of guard too. But looking at the guys specifically from rounds three to five, uh, I'm going to put my money on an interior lineman. There's a lot of hit rates for finding guys that can play on the interior line. And I think Josh Myers is one that will fall to round three through five and be a very good pro for a long time. Can you be a sleeper if you went to Ohio State? <laughs> it's hard to be. It's I hard. I, I think that if you're drafted in like round four, then maybe a little yeah. bit. Like everybody wants to talk about Justin Fields, the running backs, the receivers, the defenders, but nobody ever wants to give those big uglies in the middle of the offensive line credit. Big uglies, don't call them that. Um, <laughs> so I pick someone who will probably be drafted like very early in the third round. So it's sort of cheating, but I don't know. Um, I picked Rondell Moore. Because I think obviously he's fallen significantly on draft boards. And I know wide receiver is not the best choice in terms of um, best pro, but I do think in terms of where he's drafted and what he does for a team and brings to a team if fully healthy is massive. Like I think people really forgot how good he actually was. So, and I know the size thing has been a question, but I, I think we throw that out the window and I'm going to go with my guy Rondell Moore. I like him too. And obviously as a, like a return specialist, even and a gadgety guy, I think he could play so in the league gadgety. for a long time. If he were six feet tall, I think he'd be a first rounder. I think he'd be a first round lock if he were six feet tall, but he's not he's five, seven. Yeah. And he didn't play for Alabama. So true. 
So that helps. Um, we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to do some prop bets on the draft and answer some paging two guys questions. Today's your half birthday. Yeah. Oh my God. Happy half birthday. Oh wait, I right, missed sorry mine. We missed yours. <laughs> 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 the only reason I know I'm not like some psychopath that like tracks his half birthday, but a girl I went to high school with her birthday is today. And I used to always make fun of her and be like, nobody cares about celebrating your birthday. Cause it's my half birthday. Melo, were you the guy in school that like made fun of girls that he liked? I made fun of everyone. If I like a person, I you make fun on of them. them. Okay. Mm-hmm. But specifically yeah. like females, maybe you, you remember no, that joke. Really. You remember that joke pretty well. I think you well, were. Well, because I went to a very small school. So I was with her from kindergarten until <laughs> senior year. I think I started in like fourth grade making that joke and it just carried over. Dang. Yeah. Big day for me though. Big day for you. Sorry we missed yours. That was so funny. I hope producer Matt keeps that in. Did your half birthday? Yeah, sorry we missed yours. <laughs> yeah, uh, whoops. whoops. Now I'll just start teasing you and be like, nobody cares about your half birthday because mine is coming up. <laughs> All right, we are back and we are going to go over some of the prop bets for the NFL draft. One thing that's really fun to do, and uh, people make a lot of money off of this too, which is nice if you're not living in the great state of Missouri because you can actually bet on this stuff. But every year they'll put out odds for how many quarterbacks get drafted in the first round, how many running backs, all this stuff. So I went through, we made a list of uh, each prop bet. It's a good chance for you to earn some money if you are betting on this stuff. Let's get it out of the way. This first one I think is the easiest one in all of prop bets. I can't believe I found this one. I might have to go to a different state and put actual money on this one quarterbacks drafted in the first round they've set the over under at four and a half I'm hammering this over I think this is the easiest bet I've possibly ever seen I will guarantee there are at least five quarterbacks are drafted in the first round Thursday night when the draft happens I mean this is so easy you have to hit the over yeah I t- I literally wrote hammer the over in all caps <laughs> Because, I mean, it's just, we've been talking about this for a while. That's like a guaranteed. You could even do it in like the first half of the first round, really. They could have changed this to like in the top 10. And I would still take that bet. So, yeah, if you can find it in the first round, you definitely have to take this one. All right. Hammer the over. Second one? From both of us. Uh, The next one's a little bit tricky. Receivers in round one. And remember, with all the Kyle Pitts discussion, he is listed at tight end. So, he's not going to count as a receiver in round one. And that's why I'm taking the under at four and a half. I think that we see four, but I think receivers, a position where you kind of see these guys fall down the board. I don't know that a Kadarius Tony or uh, Rashad Bateman are going to find themselves in the first round. So I'm actually going to go under on this one. I took the under two, but I'm curious who else. So Devonte, Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And Waddle. I feel Waddle, confident with yeah. those guys. Confident. And then with after three. that, I think we could see one more, but I don't know that we see two more. Elijah Moore out of Ole yeah. Miss, maybe. I love but him. If you get him in the first round, go for you. Yeah, but even then, I, I think that teams kind of start to wait after about pick 20. They kind of wait for the second round for these receivers. Well, especially, too, also, because, like, the free agent market for wide receivers is cheaper, cheaper now than it used to be. So, right. yeah, you don't really have and, to worry about uh, it. Allegedly, Julio Jones is on the market too so i wonder if anybody's trying to make a deal for him 
before draft night or during draft night, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under yeah. on four and a half receivers. And you need some first round picks to get Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, tight ends one and a half. That one's tricky. One and a half. I'll guarantee one. I know that. And I think that Pat Fryermuth from Penn State is going to sneak into round one. There's a lot of buzz about the Jaguars being in love with him. And I was even reading reports uh, yesterday, I think, uh, about you know, teams, about the Jaguars wanting to surround Trevor Lawrence with talent, with people that can protect him, uh, with some targets. And I, I think there's a lot of buzz. And I think it's going to be true. I think we see Pat Fryerman slipping around one at pick 25 or maybe even Jacksonville trading down a little bit and making sure they can grab this tight end in round one. So I'm going to take the over. I think we see two tight ends drafted in round one. So I'm going to take the under and I'm going to go that LeBron James himself, Kyle Pitts is going to be the only <laughs> tight end taken uh, in, in the first round. If I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it's all about here on Two Guys a Girl on a Podcast. But there's only one guy today. Uh, offensive lineman in the first round. There's been a lot of offensive lineman names thrown out there. Penny Sewell, Rashawn Slater. The over-under is set at six and a half on this one. That's a lot of offensive linemen in the first round, and that is too many for me. I'm going to take the under uh, on this one. I think that even guys like Tevin Jenkins – friend of the pod uh his name has been falling even a little bit i think we're gonna see some of these guys go down landon dickerson a lot of concern with those injuries i think teams like the chiefs and steelers were rumored with him now it seems like maybe the steelers are going a different direction and the chiefs don't have a first round pick so i i I think we see that under six and a half offensive linemen yeah i feel like that's super high i took the under but maybe like what if they count like offensive linemen is like two each because like they're so big, get it? <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> that's the only way that I would take the, that's the only way I would take the over. Um, no, I'm taking the under on this one just because of everything you said too. Also, can we talk about when the um, Chiefs uh, traded their first round pick away and you um, tweeted something pretty aggressive in response? Can we just, maybe? We take- should probably address that. Um, I've had time to think Okay. like peek behind the curtain, big country. And I were doing radio as we do every weekday from two to four. And I swear to God at like one fifty-five, Adam Schefter's tweet comes through that they have traded the first round pick for Orlando Brown. And I thought that that's what they gave up uh, like a first round pick and uh, like a couple thirds or whatever. And that they weren't getting anything back except for Orlando Brown. So I said, quote unquote, fuck me, because I did not like that trade. But then as the details came out and I found out uh, that they were getting a second round pick back, I like it. I'm on board now. I think the biggest question mark is like, how do you pay this guy? But the Chiefs have been the best at that. Like they've missed in the draft. I know everybody likes to give them credit for Patrick Mahomes. Like that's that's cool. They've sucked pretty much outside of drafting Patrick Mahomes. So they're almost leaning into this Rams style of we're just going to go get proven players. We'll figure out how to pay them. And they've done a really good job at that. So I've come for full circle. I like that trade now. And I hope Orlando Brown Jr. pans out. Seems like he's really excited to play left tackle for Kansas City. And the tackles that were going to be there at pick 31 anyway were not as good as Orlando Brown. He's only 24 years old. Uh, I pretty much had to workshop this thing for two hours while talking on radio and finally came around to liking this pick. Or, sorry, this trade. 
I'm glad that you have come to terms with it because I was a little worried for you, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you didn't have to come at me and tell everybody how aggressive, aggressive I was being. <laughs> um, sorry. You know what? You've been tweeting enough about sad 49er fans. I can come at you once. And also, yeah. your team has beaten mine in a Super Bowl. Leave me alone. Oh, uh, did they? Oh, that's right. Some people forget. Um. <laughs> so next we have defensive linemen. Uh, Four and a half. That's a lot. I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the under as well. I think this one's so confusing, though, is when you look at like defensive linemen. What does that mean? I also love that we're taking halves, like like there's half people. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's kind of like you're two offensive linemen. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, this one's weird. I would stay away from it if I were actually betting, but it's like when I classify defensive linemen, it's like those interior defensive linemen. And I just, I don't know if we see that many. Some of these edge rushers I think are going to count for defensive linemen, but even then getting to like five is going to be tough. So I'm going to take the under in this one as well. All right. Next we have cornerbacks, not quarterbacks, cornerbacks. Corners. Corners. I think corner is a popular position usually with these bets. And at four and a half, I'm going to go, I think pretty ballsy. I'm going to take the over. I do think that we see some of these corners move up the board, even with Caleb Farley. Like I think he goes in the first round. So why not pull the trigger on this one? And it's also not my money, uh, but I, if it's your money, I would take the over. I think that you could probably find some pretty good payouts for that one. And I think guys like Asante Samuel Jr., uh, the corners from Georgia, like somebody will, will reach for one of these corners or there'll be a run on the corners early. And then I think we'll see, I think we'll see five go in the first round. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good class. So that's why I, I took the over because I just think people aren't going to risk um, losing out on some of the talent that's in that class. So yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. So not as ballsy as you thought. but mm. Or maybe we're or maybe just we're both, just really both ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Thanks, Manscaped. <laughs> Two guys, 20. 20% off. <laughs> sure you guys yeah. know. Um, all right, linebackers, four and a half. You that seems a little, little rich for me. Uh, and again, like some of these edge rushers will probably be listed at linebacker, like an Aziz Olajarli out of Georgia will probably be listed yeah, at linebacker, but yeah, I can't, uh, I, I'm <laughs> going to take the under, I don't even think this one comes close. I think some of the guys like, uh, Davis and Bolton, some of the other linebackers we've seen, I think they fall around too. So I'm going to take the under on this one. And I put it in all caps as well. I just like my second most confident bet. At four and a half linebackers, I don't think we will see that. By the way, whoever – I know we have some that are a lot similar, but whoever wins this, we'll, we'll make a bet on this. <laughs> whoever has the right. best picks, which I'm actually going to change one of mine, I think. <laughs> now that it's serious, you're like oh, – Now that it's you. super serious, that and I put I don't care for one of these. But <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, linebackers, I took, I took the under as well. So we're the same on that one. The next one, though, yeah. I switched my answer. Safeties in round one. You Ooh. took it's safeties. 0.5. Yeah, 0.5. Will we see one safety drafted in the first round? I'm going to say no. I'm taking the under. I think even Morig is really good, but I think that he falls to the second round. This is a risky one when you set it at 0.5. I mean, there's if it were yeah. 1.5, there's no way it would yeah, happen. Exactly. But I, I am going to take the under on this. I one. I decided to go the over just to make it interesting. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. That'll be a big one for us. I'll definitely be, be tracking this one now. You yeah. know, last time I lost the draft bet, I was supposed to get a tattoo. Yeah, uh, we're not a certain tattoos. beer brand. 
I'm not going to do that again. I've wisened up. No more tattoo bets. No tattoo bets. At least for me, we can. We should keep betting Matt tattoo bets, though, just until he's like fully covered, like his face and everything. <laughs> I said his next one needs to be a neck tattoo. Like really, just lean into being edgy. Wow. Do a lot it. of that hurts so bad. Um. It, all right. Next up, we have player prop bets. Mm-hmm. You want to explain these to the people? Uh, yeah. So. We have four players here, and the over-under is where you think that they will be drafted. So first up is Devontae Smith, and the over-under set at 11 and a half. So will he be drafted before pick 12 or after pick 12? Uh, I think that I'm going to shock the world on this one. I think we do see Devontae Smith fall. I think he's drafted below, so I'm going to take the over as an over pick 12 or more. Uh, I think that that size is going to deter some teams. I think what happens with pick number five, if they go with a Penny Sewell, is going to move some of these receivers down the board. And I think Devontae Smith is going to be wide receiver three in this class. I I think his running mate Jalen Waddell goes higher than him. So I will say that Devontae Smith is drafted at pick 12 or lower. So this is, I'm taking the under, and this is me betting on the fact that maybe the Bengals take tomorrow chase. I don't know if that's still up in the air or they've confirmed, yep. somebody has confirmed that Penisul is the pick. Cause I know there was a lot, I, it's hard to keep up with all the rumors. All right, guys, <laughs> I'm trying to focus on the Niners here. Well, it's um, also hard to figure out like what is a rumor and what's yeah, credible and what's yeah. just bullshit that somebody's putting out there. So somebody yeah. falls. To so them. I'm, I'm banking on that and I'm banking on him being the second wide receiver drafted. So I'm going to take the under on that one and see what happens. So then I like I'm, it. All right. How about, uh, other Alabama receiver, Jalen Waddle, also set at 11 and a half. These guys like just can't get away from each other. They're just constantly yeah. paired with one another. Uh, as I said earlier, I think Jalen Waddle's the number two wide receiver in this class. Uh, I think that a team like Detroit could be forced to take him. I think somebody like Arizona could trade up to take him. But I do think that he's going to probably be in those first 11 picks, maybe even 11 to New York. If the Giants do that, if they stay there, I think he could be the pick. So I'm going to take the under with Jalen Waddle at 11 and a half. Yeah. So I'm taking the over because obviously I'm putting him at, at wide receiver three taken off the board. So that would be my my play on that one. Sorry, Jalen Waddle. It's not that I don't like you. I just watched Devontae Smith just. I, if I were yeah. a if Paige, I were but a team, he weighs 165 pounds. I know, right? <laughs> you can't play in the NFL at that size. But it's cor- and also like since SEC. apparently the number three quarterback that's going to be taken off the board is just absolutely horrible. He played with a horrible quarterback. Oh my god! It was all the talent around him. The, the narrative, <laughs> but that's the that's the most annoying part. About, we're just gonna. Sorry, I have to. The fact that people can sit there and be like. Well, Mac was surrounded by great talent, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, to be honest, Devontae Smith, like, really? I mean, do you really think he's going to, like, transition into the pros well? And do you think – I mean, he had Mac yeah. Jones as his quarterback. I'm like, you can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both right. ways. Or even with Jalen Waddle, it's like, oh, wait, he's just fast. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> I hate it. It's uh, like oh. nobody on Twitter has a consensus. It's just constantly arguing. But hopefully it will get better because we're going to do better for the 2022 draft season. Do we have to better. because – I was really burned out with this. Mentally, we won't be able to take it. Um, (laughs) So the next one is Kyle Pitts at five and a half. I'm taking the under. I've been saying this for a long time. 
And before like there was any buzz about it, I said the Falcons are going to take him at pick number four. And I think some people even laughed at me. It was like, you already have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I don't care. I think they load up kind of like the Cowboys did last year with CeeDee Lamb. It's not a big need, but I said that this guy is most likely to be a Hall of Famer in this class. So I do think the Falcons take him at four. And if for some reason the Falcons don't and they take a quarterback, I think the Bengals jump all over this and they take him. So I think this is another really safe bet. I, I think Kyle Pitts goes top five. Yeah, I do too, just based on like the hype around him. And I know I, I say hype lightly too, because I do know that like people who are like evalu- like NFL draft scouts and evaluators are saying that this guy is going to be, I don't know, like the LeBron James of tight end prospects, or I'm just going to keep using that. He's going to be something. I know. That was like the <laughs> third time this episode. I know. It's just the best. I just love that. Cause that, that, I mean, to put your name behind something like that big of a statement like that to, to me, and I know Matt to me that that shows that he really thinks that he's going to be great. So I went and trusted my friend, Matt and said, okay, fine. I think he's going to be taken in the top five. Yeah. Okay. This next one's very exciting for you. We have two more for you. Uh, and this one is one Najee Harris out of Alabama page. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. I know you don't really watch a lot of Alabama football and you probably don't <laughs> care at all that this kid is from the Bay, uh, but Najee Harris, 32 and a half. So will he be a first round selection? I'll let you go first. I said, take the under. Cause yes, I think he should be a first round selection. If he's not a first round selection, you will find me on Twitter going off and whoever <laughs> gets him Lord, 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 especially don't give Najee a chip. He doesn't need one. He doesn't need one. He's already yeah. good without the chip who you give him one. Yikes. Um, so yeah, mine would be just a recommendation to all NFL teams that listen to this podcast. Please take Najee. Yep. I'm going to go under as well. I think that some team, whether it's the Steelers or even the Buccaneers, some team is going to come up and, and take this guy. I, I think you'd be dumb not to, I know there's the whole, like, don't ever take a running back in the first round. I think that he's different. I think that he, he can do it all. And, you know, like we say, don't take a running back in the first round because they don't play very long. But if you can get Najee Harris for six years, seven years, okay, you take that. Uh, Most of these guys aren't going to play more than three years in the NFL anyway. And I think that he's a complete running back. I I think that he's Saquon Barkley S. And Saquon going at number two overall, maybe a little bit high. But if you could get him at like 30, 31, like if you add him to the Buffalo Bills, Good God, that's going to be hard to stop. Or you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers that couldn't run the ball worth shit last year. Put in Najee Harris. Now you've got a good running back and receiver out of the backfield. So I'm taking the under as well. I do want to see Najee in the first round. Well, and the other thing, too, is that he played a couple years at Alabama and had like one ankle tweak the whole time that he mm-hmm. was there. And he still played on that and played really well. Yeah. So like in terms of body and being able to handle that and longevity, like this is the guy you take yeah. that leap of faith on because it's proven. And it wasn't like he played at some like D three school. Like he was playing at Alabama right. and taking hits. Yeah. Where they play a lot of games every year because they make national championship. Yeah, right. It's and with the season. ankle injury, even I know with like the senior bowl and some of the other like pro day stuff, people would question why he was sitting out. You just don't want to re-injure that yeah. thing. And honestly, like there's enough good tape of him. He doesn't need to do right. any of that stuff at all he so I understand completely why he was sitting out and not participating in some of that stuff uh but last one for you 
is, uh, and this one was interesting to me, the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, is it going to be a kicker or a punter? I mean, I put, I don't care. Because <laughs> right? like, kickers and punters are people too, but I, you know what, I'll go with, I'll go, you said neither, I'll take kicker. You're going to take kicker. I said neither, because why would you use the last pick that you have? Uh, has it kicker. ever been a kicker it, like is it normally a kicker and a punter i feel like it's been like no I, that's why i was surprised by it like if i had the last pick in the draft i would spend it on like an athlete you know a guy that might yeah actually make the team and then go sign a kicker or um, punter. kickers are athletes too yeah just not as good as the other 22 positions or whatever there is yeah that's, that's if fair. cameron dicker were in this class i would take him dicker <laughs> but he's not i so, love gus johnson so much i don't know if i've ever said that on this podcast but like people always say like who would you like have narrate your life or whatever yeah. and mine would be gus johnson. announcers yes mm-hmm. gus johnson would be who i would want to announce my life to be honest That's and why he's you and I, get along. I love him i love it i also think it's funny that people hate tony romo for being like super excited and like happy and like, uh-huh. that's, that's very much Gus Johnson energy. Okay. Like let him live, let him be excited about things. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate Tony Romo because he's excitable or having fun. It's all the weird noises and the predicting where plays will go. It's a whole nother thing for me. It's a, it's a whole nother thing. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Then, but you were just talking about how you whistle all the time and make noises. So I hum. I have ADD. I move. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some paging to guys questions. Okay. You want to read these or you want me to? Um, we can switch off. Okay. I'll take the first one. Ethan Mendez, friend of the show, wants to know who will be the Damon Arnett of the 2021 NFL draft. So a guy nobody saw getting drafted in the first round that's a tough one and i know that i've joked on twitter it will probably be sean wade to the to the raiders because that was the guy last year was damon arnett as far as i people in the first round it's tough i do think that maybe one of these corners maybe one of the georgia corners that i think have been like oh they're gonna be a second round guy i think that we're gonna see a couple corners go early and i think we're gonna see them go in the first round so i'll take a one of those Georgia corners, like a Tyson Campbell or Stokes. Is Elijah Moore too popular to say him? You know, he had like a lot of first round buzz, but then it kind of disappeared. Yeah. I just feel like that would, that would be my pick because I think we see him be somebody that people are like, holy shit, actually the buzz around him was real, even though it's like kind of faded. So I have another one too, like maybe okay. one that's an actual surprise. I think Quinn Miners has done a phenomenal job going through this draft process. And with guys like like Landon Dickerson kind of falling down or, you know, Creed Humphreys isn't a guy that we've talked about pretty much at all throughout this draft process. So what about a guy like Quinn Miners who dominated at the senior bowl, has done great in the offseason workouts. I think maybe we could see him slip into the first round and a team pick him. He can play guard or center. So that's my official uh, Damon Arnett of this year. Can you Mm -hmm. imagine how excited whatever fan base is that because he's like a football guy, you know? No, oh, yeah. So, like, whoever gets <laughs> he him, probably has a crop top on when at draft night. Like, he's just hanging out. Oh my god! Overalls. He if definitely that, has. Oh my overalls. gosh! If he if he was wearing a crop top, because I know um, what's his face? Why am I blanking on the the Dallas Cow Ezekiel oh, Elliott? Zeke? 
I'm like, yeah. why am I blanking on his name right now? I'm like, I can tell you what he was wearing, what it looked like. Uh, he yeah, you know, super top. famous running back from yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. What's that guy's name? I don't even know sports. It's not even why I'm here. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, he wore a crop top. His like his signature crop top for draft night. Yeah. The, like dress shirt. Um, okay, cool. Next question. Brian Bada. Bing. Yep. There's a reason why I took the first one. <laughs> Brian Bada. Bing. Where do you think Davis Mills goes and which quarterback should the Titans take? Uh, as far as Davis Mills goes, that second round, but there's a lot of teams that could take him, the Steelers, the Bucks. I know a lot of people have kind of been toying with the idea of the Buccaneers taking him at 32, but and maybe even just trading down and taking him in the second round. But I, I don't think that he gets out of round two. I think that there's a lot of arm talent there. I do think the Steelers are a favorite. As far as the Titans go, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. How about our guy Sam Ellinger? Real late. I, I think he got a good thing going on there with Ryan Tannehill. I think Ellinger has a very similar skill set, pretty athletic, pretty decent arm, super smart, good locker room guy. That's your quarterback to take late. I draft. love that. I there I, there's I don't I want that to happen now because also imagine like <laughs> Sam Ellinger in Nashville, just like give him a sec, wow. just let him live, <laughs> let him live his yeah. life. By the way, we did get to meet Sam Ellinger and he's a very nice young man as well. I always like to mm -hmm. plug like the guys that we meet and interact with that are like that maybe aren't on the show but we've seen them and and talked to them in person. Yeah. Um, Sam Ellinger is a very very nice guy. I can say that. Super in mature too. Yeah. yeah, like you wouldn't guess. Like, like this is a 22 year old kid that I'm talking to. Right. Like this is a responsible adult making good, good life decisions. Good eye contact, everything. Very respectful, uh -huh. very nice, um, very polite. Um, and I'm obviously not a Texas Homer, so I get to say that. But yeah, in terms of Davis Mills right. too, I think um, I I I didn't consider putting him in the conversation of like best quarterbacks out of the top five but i do think he's a solid pick for somebody at the backup and he's also incredibly smart remember when i actually yep. made that list of smart quarterbacks he was on mine <laughs> yeah he went to stanford he's got to be smart uh, right? but i definitely think that he probably did a good job with the interview process as well um i don't have an answer for this because i don't care that sounds so bad i do care but i don't because it's like a it's not a rival it's just like i just don't no, oh, it's kind um, of a rival. Uh, Rainbow Unicorn wants to know. My question is, who will the Raiders select in this draft? Davis Mills, maybe. Yeah, what pick do they have? <laughs> uh, like seventeen. Okay. I think so... they're going to go with friend of the show Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Big time program guy, a leader, great interviewer as well. Hilarious. Super smart. Not a very good jump shot, but that's okay. The Raiders will not ask him to do that. We love him. Yep. I, I think that he'll go high in the draft. I, these guys that interview well usually do, and I think he'll be one. So I was on um, a certain draft website looking at, like, big boards, and I saw that he had moved up a decent – I mean, he's been in the same area, but I think he's mm -hmm. moved up a little bit since the, the draft process has started. But, yeah, sorry, Raider fans. I don't – I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to tell you who I <laughs> out of the two people on this podcast today. How are you the one that hates the Raiders? I know <laughs> it's well, I, that's true, but I mean, you get, you have bragging rights now at this point. Yeah. Even though you guys didn't yep. lose to them. Um, <laughs> what in the world that patron saint wants to know how many linebackers are taken in the top two rounds? 
Uh, let me start listing some so I can count. Yeah. Micah Parsons, Owusu Koromoa, Davis, Nick Bolton, Cox, nice, Collins. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anybody else that I'm missing. I, I think those six for sure, first two rounds. So I'm going to put it at six. That seems like a lot. It does. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but that seems like a significant amount. I also just like love that these questions are like so specific like this. Like someone's like, hmm, how many linebackers? Yeah, that's why oh, I, I even that, tweeted back at this guy. I was like, and that's what I said. Like, is this a prop bet? Are you trying to Wait, make did you some ask money really? off of us? Yeah, he said no. Uh, it wasn't a prop bet, but it should be. Yeah, some people it, it just really. Be. Some people just really love the draft and like want to guess and be mm-hmm. right about these things. And also, like that doesn't. I'm. I'm not trying to be mean, but it doesn't take that much. It's not like a skill thing. Like you could teams could mm-hmm. go in different directions. You could have a basic idea of what they want to do in the first round, but some teams have like three needs that they need to fill. So it's kind oh, of yeah. hard to decide what. Um, how many would go? The next question. Do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, Kevin Williams wants to know. Uh, he's got a couple of them. Metallica or Iron Maiden, Aerosmith or Van Halen, and boxers or briefs. I think that last one's for you. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Metallica. Um, don't hate me, but it's mostly because I know more of their songs. I'm going to go with Aerosmith. And briefs all day, every day. Uh, I'm going to agree with you three for three on this. Really? Metallica, definitely. Uh, I don't even think that one's close. I think they're one of the greatest bands of all time. Um, yeah, it's definitely Metallica. And as far as like Aerosmith versus Van Halen, uh, Van Halen like had some bangers, I know, but like Aerosmith did it for like 40 years. Like they were good in the 70s. Think about that. And then in the 2000s, when that weird Ben Affleck movie came out, they were still making 13. Hits. No, the other one. <laughs> Where they have to blow. Oh, up Armageddon, Asteroid. Armageddon, 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 Armageddon. <laughs> wrong, yeah. wrong it was movie. still like Aerosmith dropping just a Don't banger of a summer soundtrack. Exactly. So I'm I'm going with Aerosmith too. In boxers versus briefs, I don't know any adult males that wear boxers. I think that's a red flag. So put that on a scouting report somewhere. Maybe I should use that. You should. I don't know any <laughs> credible men, and I'm sorry because I know some are listening to this podcast. I don't know any credible men that wear boxers. Well, how do you feel about yes, that? That's something you talk about as a male. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. Um, you talk about how comfortable they are because you briefs are fine because you're fully clean with your manscaped trimmer that you use two exactly. guys 20 to get 20% off on. Um, I was going to say, I am actually like a, uh, like, closet rock fan like i do a lot of peloton classic rock rides i like a lot of acdc and guns and roses i know those are like the basics but those are the most like basic rock groups that you could say um but i do love acdc and guns and roses a lot so yeah just putting that out there um nathan carnahan did we have a question from him before oh yeah for dog lovers a couple of them for dog lovers what's the best kind of dog well let me just start by saying I'm allergic to dogs. So are you best, really? You yeah. have my dog. Hold on. Okay. My dog is Jerry a golden noodle. Oh, okay. Which is hypoallergenic. So that is why I still do. He does have to get baths regularly because the dander does get me too. But yeah, so I'm allergic to dogs. And my dog, Hank, 
So it it's possible for me to have a dog because of the golden doodle. So I'm going to go with the golden doodle is the best dog. I love that as a society, we were like, you know what? It sucks for people who have allergies. We're going to make a dog for them though, <laughs> for so, the allergy right? community. <laughs> so um, the person that actually like invented the golden doodle came out a couple of years ago and was like, I hate that I did this because people have like bred these dogs so poorly and, oh. done. and like, it's now become like a bougie thing to get like a golden mm-hmm. doodle. But like my family, like legitimately like had to get a hypoallergenic dog. That's why we didn't have a dog for so long. Cause my mom was like, well, you would have had to been on medication and like that. I wasn't going to like mm-hmm. put my kid through that. So yeah. I I'm grateful for that, but, um, yeah, that's the reason why we have one. It's not just cause we wanted to like be ridiculous and have a golden doodle, but I think they're the best. They're crazy, but they're cute. as a child, I always wanted an indoor dog, but my mom would always be like, Oh, you know, I'm allergic, I, which I think was bullshit now. Like, I don't even know if she actually is allergic. I think she just didn't want them inside. And my dad was just like, oh, I'm not taking care of a dog. We're not getting one until I was older. But I am I'm not a fan of the small dogs. I don't think those count as a dog. Do we need to call them something different because they're not dogs? Uh, big, big dog guy. I If I could have a dog, it'd be an English Mastiff. Like just a massive dog really? that my daughters could ride around the yard that control, I could put to work and like- control. Yep. Don't care. I would clean it up. I love those dogs. They're really cute. I love big they dogs. Are. They're so precious. I love dogs too. Like I, I, I always make sure to take like allergy medicine when I'm on, I'm staying at like someone's house that has a dog. Um, but oh, I just love them. I also love golden retrievers, even though I can't do the hair, the hair is a lot. Um, yeah, but much. they're, they're so cute. Um, okay. <laughs> also same question. Oh, this is a bad person. I'm a bad person to ask this question too. Um, also, too. <laughs> also, how do you feel about Bumgarner? Perfect seven inning game. You feel about Bumgarner's perfect seven inning game? Should it go in the record yeah. books as an official no hitter? It's tough because the what MLB is doing with the double headers now, where you only pitch seven innings. Uh, I've gone back and forth on this one. At first, I was like, yeah, you finished the game, you completed it, you didn't allow any hits. But now I've changed my mind, and I'm going to say no. It should not count as a perfect game, or as a, sorry, as a no hitter. Because how many times have we seen no hitters ruined in like the eighth or ninth inning? So I think there is something about getting through the whole nine or just innings. Even of by game. like a bad call, right? You remember that yeah, White like Sox that. one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh which God. I think was a perfect game, and then the ump blew it. So that was such a bad call. Uh, maybe if it were a different player, I absolutely hate Madison Bumgarner for what he did to the Royals in the World Series. But uh, no, I don't think it is. I think you have to do the actual complete nine inning game for it to count for the record book. I am not a fan. Period. Not a fan at all. So I'm just going to say no. It, it, him, I hate him and Hunter Pence. I have an irrational hate for those two players. I just don't like I'm I sure want to not with the Giants anymore, but I I just am not a Giants fan. I'm like a big Giants hater because they always like crap <laughs> on the A's. And it's like, okay, cool. You won, what, three in five years. Congratulations. That doesn't make you yep. like the best um, organization ever. Like just chill out. They're so annoying. And also Giants fans are not there to watch baseball. They're, it's like half finance bros in Patagonia just like hanging out and like hitting on <laughs> girls. Okay. It is not, um, it's not a fun experience like you get at the Oakland Coliseum. Okay. Yeah, everybody knows that now. Everybody knows that now since I put that out there, which by the way, people were very supportive of. Thank you. Um, Which also reminds me, we're done with questions now, but I did want to bring this up earlier that we got so many replies about the sawdust thing. (laughs) 
Like, right? So many on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm a trendsetter. Uh, I do. Mm -hmm. I love that smell of sawdust. I think tonight, if lumber weren't so expensive, I would just randomly go saw boards and be like, yep, there's the smell. Put it in a little jar and keep it around my house. I might actually do that. (laughs) That's hilarious. But I just wanted to point that out that we did get a lot of messages about that. Well, that is our show today. Um, We are going to have another show for you this week. Um, We will let you know on Twitter when it's coming out when it is we're hoping it's thursday night maybe friday for friday morning we are tbd um depending on our good buddy matt miller who by the way you should watch on espn all day um on thursday because he will be um doing a bunch of shows on there um and is in cleveland so we're looking forward to watching him and supporting him and then also doing a recap of of the first round um so we will be back with that follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, two guys, a girl pod, um, subscribe and also leave us a review and maybe leave a review about just like Paige and Mello crushed it on the draft episode. So just throw that out there and see what happens. We'll see if that riles somebody up on this podcast, but that's it for us guys. 